Hello, and thanks for joining us for another episode of My Backstage Pass. It's Billy Hubbard with my co-host, Lee Zimmerman. Today, we're excited to have my talented friend, Emmy Sunshine, as our guest. Of course, we're all spread out social distancing, but I think we're all connected here. Thank you for having me. Well, Emmy, sounds like you're busy. You got a lot going on even tonight, I heard. I do. Um, I have a live stream concert tonight and we've just been busy writing and, you know, it's just COVID has brought a lot of things down for us like touring, but um, everything else is still going on. So we're always busy. It sounds like um, you've been busy uh, with your new music and with your songwriting and uh, you have a couple of uh, new songs that you're sharing and um this uh, collaboration with Bootsy Collins is yeah. um, now. How did that come about? That seems such a strange, disparate kind of collaboration. How did that come about? Honestly, it's not as strange as most people think. I mean, like he's an incredible musician, and it was really great to work with him. But um, I actually was going to play the opening day parade for the Reds, um, and Bootsy was going to be there as well, but. Uh, last year, when everything happened with COVID, that was canceled, and unfortunately, we weren't able to attend that. But um, we were just talking to each other online. He said that he looked into my music, and I was saying that my dad's been a fan of his for years. And he was like, hey, do you want to be a part of a project that I'm working on? I have this song that I have a really cool melody to, but I want you to work on the lyrics. And I was like, okay, that works. And we started working on the song together, and then eventually we had uh, a bunch of artists would be a part of that as well, which was incredible. But the song is just inspirational and really nice. And it was a part of an album called Stargate, um, which was awesome, too. So it just kept getting better and better. I think we have a little sample of that that we can play now. Billy, you want to you yeah. spin? Yeah, let me do this. Spin here. <laughs> ah, the name okay. is Bootsy, baby. And if you love music like I love music... Then you can't live without this music. And music certainly wouldn't be here without our great musicians. As people, we're not afraid of nothing. We stand so did so and fight. But this battle that we're facing, it's hard to know what's wrong or right. Hiding in the hugs of loved ones, friends and strangers that we It's a very in- interesting con- conversation. It almost sounds like you're uh, like you're doing a little rapping there, Emmy. Um, I think that was mostly Bootsy through there, but uh, you know our um, collaborative, <laughs> you know, styles together, which which was you know very cool. You know, we were able to show parts of ourselves and the music that we love throughout the song, and that was you know very desirable and just uh, very satisfying to have within the song. Gotcha. Well, tell us a little bit about this upcoming album by, I guess it's a new band called Strong Armed Robbers, where you're collaborating with your dad and with Fish Fisher, with whom you've written a number of songs over the years. Tell us a little bit about um, about this upcoming effort. 
Yes. Um, we recently started this whole project um, with, you know, just the band name of uh, Strong Arm Robbers, which is, you know, just about uh, an older song, like the, actually the first song that me and Fish wrote together called Strong Arm Robbery. And uh. yeah, and it's it's really, really good um, to have that song as, you know, just kind of inspiration for the name because, you know, it's, it's how we met and it's how we, uh, you know, just started working together, which is really sweet. Um, but yeah, we're working on this album together with my dad and Fish and, and it's just really, um, it's really amazing. You know, we've got all these new songs and all this stuff going on and it really... It makes me happy to see that, you know, I'm able to work with him more um, just in general, I guess. But, uh, you know, when we were talking about um, the new album, I think that uh, the Judgment Day album is going to be out on March 19th. You know, it's just going to be a single. Um, and it's it's really it's crazy to think that this is already happening. You know, it's it's gone so fast. And, you know, we've just been able to continue working because we haven't been on the road. So it's actually it's been beneficial to us well i think maybe we should hear a little bit of that song and uh, get everybody excited for it uh billy you want to uh play us a little bit of that yeah yeah here we go judgment day song, Emmy. Um, I don't want to cut off here, but I am curious, with a title like Judgment Day, um, can you kind of tell us what that's about, what the, the idea was behind that song? That whole song in itself is talking about how the music industry tries to change so many artists out there that don't exactly need changing, I guess. And I think that a lot of times artists like me and um, even Fish have experienced that so over time you just eventually are like hey you know i'm exactly who i'm supposed to be and i'm going to stick up for myself and that that whole song is pretty much about how um the music industry in itself is very flawed and how we treat artists is very flawed so Mm -hmm. it's it's all about that pretty much well you've you've experienced the music business now for what like seven or eight years obviously it goes without saying you started at a very young age and um you've really kind of grown up with the music business and you know we're we're curious here how did how did that affect you you know you, you were eight or nine years old when you started and was it how, how did you know, how, how did you take that? I mean, at that age, uh, most kids are, uh, you know, just uh, kind of adjusting to life in general. And here you were thrown into, I don't mean thrown into, but you were a part of uh, an industry and making a name for yourself. And was it easy for you to adapt at, at that tender age? 
No, I, I don't think it was easy to adapt, and I don't think it'd be easy for an adult to adapt to the music industry in itself. You know, it's it's very difficult, and it can be very judgmental, and it's it's very hard to um, be in per se. Um, I think that like when it comes to uh, being a kid um, and all of that, I think that uh, for me at least, I became very aware of how the music industry um, treats its artists at a very young age. And I think that that's beneficial for me, but at the same time, um, the crazy thing about being in the public eye is that they don't want you to change. And when you're a child, you change constantly. And that is um, a very um, odd place to be in because when you have fans who are like, hey, I loved how you were three years ago. And I'm like, well, three years ago, I was probably a different person, you know, because kids are changing and evolving constantly. And that's honestly a great thing. So I think that being a part of all of that um, was such a good thing for me. But at the same time, I think that um, I got a lot of, lot of knowledge about um, just pretty much how I want to be treated. You know, I was able to learn how how me as an artist, how I want to be treated within, um, you know, just management or, you know, just publishing or anything. And I, I became very aware of, um, you know, what I want. Well, you obviously were very mature and very knowing uh, that you were able to, um, you know, find your way in this business. I'm sure your parents were also very supportive as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious, did your parents encourage you to follow this career? And um, how did they prepare you for for the success that came so quickly? Well, I think that my parents have always been supportive of me, of me with whatever I do, because they've told me for years and years that, hey, if you don't want to do this anymore, you can always you can always stop and you can always do something different because no matter what you do, we love you unconditionally. And that was great to hear. And for me, I think that uh, my parents really got me ready for all of that. Just simply telling me what pretty much everything about what could happen within uh, my career and and how people can, you know, stab you in the back and how some people can be really nice people at first, but then, you know, change over time and how nothing exactly lasts forever and it's good to you know, know exactly who you are and not change for other people because once you do that what do you have left and I think that right. my parents um really gave it gave me the knowledge of all this blunt and you know you know honestly because they wanted me to be aware and they didn't really care if you know I was a kid or not they wanted me to just be aware of what could happen and they wanted me to be strong and I became a strong person because of it because of it Emmy, I was telling Lee earlier that you were blessed with great parents and how well they helped you navigate through your younger years, which is, of course, hard to do in the music business. Heck, I, I remember when I first saw you in Knoxville at Market Square, uh, only eight or nine years old, shot a video of you with my phone, posted it on my YouTube channel. You were playing Folsom Prison Blues and uh, went back a few weeks later, and heck, I noticed it had a million views and then went on to have uh, over three million views. So uh, it was pretty obvious early on you had something special going on. And uh, I don't think I've ever seen a young artist transition as well as you have from that young age uh, into 
doing as as good as you are now and being so successful. So that's a wonderful thing. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But I think that it can be difficult for a lot of people because, you know, there's judgment from, you know, press. There's judgment from your own fans a lot of times. So it's it's a very difficult time to, you know, be a part of, um, you know, just the music industry in itself, um, especially during COVID, because as a touring musician, it is um, very odd right now. You know, you don't you're not able to book gigs. I mean, and for me, um, I was on the road for about six seven maybe something like that years i mean i was traveling about i don't know 250 dates a year usually and i would only be home for like a couple of weeks out of the year so being home for this long a whole year and not really doing much of anything has been um it's been nice you know i've been able to write more i've been able to um you know just reflecting on what i want from my career and it's just it's been nice for me i've enjoyed it but i can't wait to get back on the road so, so Emmy, when you were when you were traveling, you know, as a kid, I mean, did you miss not having interaction with the with the other kids and you know, uh, and and that sort of thing, or kind of adapt and get used to doing what you were doing? Well, um, I guess for me, I was homeschooled, you know, all of my life, and. Mm-hmm. I did not really like interacting with other kids that much. Um, it made me nervous, and I just I just didn't really have a connection with a lot of children. Um, but over time, you know, even more so this year, I have have an entire friend group that is just so nice, and I love them to death, and they support me, and they love me, and it's it's really great to have that. But I think that everybody makes friends, and they find their people eventually. It just takes some people longer. So... I finally found my people, I guess. So your, your, I guess, initial big break here, you had several of them, but you were on the Today Show at age nine. Um, how, how did that come about? I know then you, you were at the Grand Ole Opry, but how did that uh, Today Show appearance come about? So when I had the viral video of, um, of me um, at the flea market when I was nine, Um, I think eventually, you know, just like all that happening, I had calls from, you know, pretty much everywhere. But we wanted to, you know, we wanted to um, like really make sure that we were making the right decisions for me because I didn't want to have a short career. I want to have a long career. And I wanted Mm -hmm. to I wanted to make the right choices. But at one point we got a call from the Today Show and we were like, okay, this could be kind of cool. It would be good press for us. I mean, it would would be really nice. Um, Yeah. And it was, and it was really great. You know, we flew out there. Um, we did the show the next morning really, really early. And then we left that day. So it was a quick occurrence, but it was um, very beneficial to me. And I, I really enjoyed it. And, and what was it like when you performed at the Grand Ole Opry? That was about uh, the same time, right? Were you the same age, eight or nine, when you did that as well? I played the Opry for the first time when I was nine years old. And Wow. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I was very nervous, but I had a great time. And once I stood out in that circle, I was just like, "Okay, I'm good. I can do this." <laughs> and 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 were the folks there at the Opry were they warm and embracing and making you feel at home there? Honestly, yeah. You know, I had a lot of people there that were you know just cheering me on, and it was very sweet to you know just have so many people there and. 
that really just supported me. You know, I had a lot of um, friends there, which was surprising. But uh, I had um, the first time I played the Ramen Auditorium, um, it was Marty Stewart's Late Night Jam. Because he, wow. he, 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 I guess he saw my um, viral video and he was like, oh, I want that girl on um, my show. Uh, I think it, it could be great. And I was like, okay, I would love to, of course. <laughs> and um, he was so sweet and he was so inviting and just so nice. And it was a very great experience for me. Um, sometimes, you know, I think even more so than, you know, the Opry, because like the Ryman in itself is just so beautiful and it just has this energy to it that is just yeah. so inviting and so loving that I just was like, okay, I, I really love it here. So you're, um, are you, I don't know if it's happened yet, but you're slated to be on, uh, it was an American Idol. Um, has it come up or is it happening or it is happening? It is happening right now. Um, I got a golden ticket, which was great. Um, that was a good opportunity for me and I was very happy about it. Um, I, I think it went really good. That's all I can really say so far because, you know, we don't really know what's going on in the next rounds or what's happening yeah. there. But, um, yeah, I got the golden ticket and we just have to see what happens next. Um, eventually they're going to show my, my, um, my whole audition, I guess. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. They, they don't tell me much. <laughs> now, now for those uh, folks that might not be aware, what, what exactly is a golden ticket? So a golden ticket pretty much just signifies that you are going to be able to um, uh, go to Hollywood and go Uh to the next uh, part of the show and the next round, apparently. That's like the whole thing there. So it's just telling you that, hey, you're going to go to Hollywood and you're going to continue in the competition. Wow. 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 Billy, Billy, what were you doing when you were Emmy's age? What were you doing when you were nine years old, Billy? (laughs) I think I was... uh... I was I had a broken leg from a motorcycle wreck and doing stupid things boys do, <laughs> you know. You were riding a motorcycle at age nine. Were well, you doing? Well, that's right. Oh yeah, that's why I, I wasn't supposed to. You know, I snuck off and of course couldn't ride it very well. So yeah, yeah. I wasn't doing anything cool. But I knew <laughs> I was. I was, uh, was going to say. I realized that how uh, she was becoming known. I guess I had. Oh no, it's when Pam Tillis was at uh, the station. Her and Ashley Cleveland, who is Ashley's from Knoxville. You know, they're both multi Grammy winners and. I was talking mm-hmm. to them, and uh, I think they saw your picture somewhere hanging there in the station where you'd play. And uh, Ashley said, oh, there's Amy Sunshine. And uh, Pam Tilla said, oh, yeah. And, you know, they started talking about And I said, well, she just lives not too far from here. I said, and I said, maybe I can get her to drop in or something. And so I called your mom, and, and they were so excited you were coming. And she came over short notice and uh, sang a song with Pam Tillis and Later, Pam was so excited, and I thought, okay, I think Emmy's going to be fine. You got Pam Tills looking up to a little, you know, well, you're not little anymore, but then you were a little younger, but that was pretty cool. Emmy, you're you're 16 now. A lot of people call this this time of life the terrible teens. Are you behaving (laughs) yourself? I just want to make sure you're behaving yourself. Of course I am. I mean, I'm... Of course you are. I I literally, (laughs) I really don't care much more than you know about you know just <laughs> material stupid stuff like that i i worry right. more about my career and where i'm going in life more so than you know just stupid teenage stuff i guess 
Well, I, I would say that you're doing a good job at it. I mean, you've, you received um, this incredible award. I guess it's the ASCAP Foundation Desmond Child Anthem Award, which recognizes young artists for musical excellence. Um, that was a couple of years ago. Wow. Um, what, what was that like? That seems like a very prestigious honor. It was. I mean, I remember being nominated for it. I was like, oh, it's an honor just to be nominated. It's fine. I probably won't win this. I was like, I don't I don't know. There's a lot of great <laughs> artists who are already right. nominated. And I was like, I don't know. And then I won and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> and um, I got to go. Uh, I got to go to New York and I was um I got to meet Desmond Child, and that was incredible. Uh-huh. And we were talking, and we were just we got to hang out. We um, we had dinner; it was great. And I was able to get that that award, and I got to sing um, one of my songs uh, called "Crimson Moon," which was great. And it was it was it felt like a fever dream. It was it was crazy. I mean, it was it was so um, fast, and you know we we got to we got to explore around New York a little bit too, which was fun. But uh, we had a great time and it was genuinely such an honor to be there among so many amazing artists as well. So, I mean, like it was, it was, um, it was beautiful. And for those folks that don't know, Desmond child is an accomplished songwriter. He's written for Aerosmith and just a whole bunch of, uh, different artists. People might not recognize the name, but he, uh, he has quite a, uh, track record over the last several decades. So, I would think that, you know, this this honor uh, really means something coming from a guy like that, right? I mean, big time. <laughs> um, Absolutely. He's, he's incredible, and he's very sweet. And then also, um, you know, I read here that you were in this Elvis Presley documentary in 2018 called The King, and you wrote and you performed two original songs, for that film and the soundtrack was nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. Wow. It was, wow. It was so cool. Um, yeah, I got to be a part of this whole thing when I was very young, actually. Um, I was maybe around maybe nine or 10 when I filmed this, um, which is crazy to think about, but, uh, yeah, yeah, a couple, a couple of years after we, um, filmed this whole thing, um, the director called us and he was like, Hey, do you want to come to um, Nice, France, and we can, uh, we're doing this whole thing, it's the Cannes Film Festival, and um, it's, it's, it's going to be there, and all, all this stuff, and I was like, wow, of course I do, so I got to go to France for the first time, which was incredible, wow. um, but after that, it was nominated for like Sundance as well, and then after that, the soundtrack was nominated for a Grammy, so it just kept getting better and better. <laughs> So did yeah. you get to go to the Grammys? Did you get to go to the Grammys? I did not get to go to the Grammys. Um, unfortunately, I was not able to, but um, I'm very happy that it was nominated. I, that was really, really cool to be a part of that. Now, Amy, in that video, you were you were really riding in Elvis, uh, uh, that cool car, right? Yeah, yeah. it was um, Elvis Presley's original Rolls Royce. And it was... The funny thing was, is it was like in the middle of summer when we were filming and that car has no air conditioning. So we were sitting, but we were all of us, me, my brother, my dad, my uncle, all of us were in the backseat of this car playing. And 
it was so hot and we drove around for hours and <laughs> but it was worth it for how it turned out i was wondering if it was really dry somebody's driving you know how the movies you get them on the trailer so so you got they were really, driving it you had somebody driving it <laughs> yeah they had somebody drive it but the funny thing was is that it would break down just constantly <laughs> <laughs> you would you would think that elvis could do better uh that oh. he would have air conditioning and a mechanically sound car you would think that's a good point i don't you, know i guess you I would <laughs> yeah yeah now, 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 Emmy, were there any uh, leftovers from his uh, uh, peanut butter and bologna sandwiches in the back seat there? Um, fortunately, wanna... they are not. Um, if okay, there was, good. I would be okay. very, it'd be very alarming. <laughs> yes, I, I would, I would think so. That's what he used to eat, right? Was it peanut butter and bologna or peanut butter and banana? I, I don't remember. I don't <laughs> remember either, but it's something weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, never suitable for my taste, I don't think. Uh, not really, anyway. So so now, looking ahead, you have the album coming out, um, I guess, this summer. And will you um, have you already made plans to tour behind it? Um, that Well, the funny thing is, is that we were having some plans to tour behind this album. But, you know, so far, I think that we're we're just kind of seeing and waiting, you know, just to see what happens because mm-hmm. with COVID and all of that stuff, it's really, it's really kind of, it's really kind of scary to, you know, just kind of make those kind of plans because you don't want to, you don't want to hurt anyone or yourself. So I think that right now we're still deciding, but um, that is pending. <laughs> very prudent. That That's very prudent because you never know what's, what's, going to happen but uh i i imagine that you've stayed safe and that you've uh you know been very secure during this whole thing for the past year or so and it's, it's been very weird for everybody but how how um how have you been able to take it you said you've been able to write a lot of songs but have you gotten uh after touring so much do you feel a little stir crazy at this point I think that beforehand I was, um, it, it really did feel, um, like it was a little bit much sometimes, but you know, this year has given me a lot of time off. So now I'm kind of ready to start touring again. I miss it. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think that it's good. Like from now on, I'm planning on taking some more time off within like throughout touring and stuff, because I feel like it's good mm-hmm. for my mental health and it's good for me to be able to take care of myself. So yeah, I mean, like, it's given me perspective on, you know, just uh, what I really want to do and, and you know, writing and all. I want to be able to have more time for that. So, I mean, it's it's been really good. You know, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've, I've had really good friends. And also, you know, I recently um, signed a publishing deal with Anthem, oh. which was so cool. Um, they are incredible. And, yeah, I've, I've had a lot going on. <laughs> so, so are you going to be... Um... Uh, writing songs for other artists this is that what it means that they might be shopping around your songs to other artists yes well? they would they would be shopping my songs around to other artists too um which is incredible i i love being able to do that and i like re- being able to write for other people which i haven't really got to explore that um very much but uh yeah that's really great and also you know it's just my my songs and you know for movies and stuff and that's really cool too so it's it's just the possibilities are endless. 
Wow. Who, if, if one had to say, I'd really like this person to do one of my songs, who would that artist be? Who would you really like to give a song to and have them do one of your tunes? I guess that um, one artist that I would love to hear do one of my tunes one day, if it would ever be possible, I would love for Dolly to do one of mine. It would be like the greatest uh, yeah. honor. I She's just yeah. incredible. I love her. Have you ever met Dolly? I have not. Yeah, I wish I have. Well, maybe it'll happen because you're from the same part of the country here. You never know. We um, are. It might happen one day. Yeah. And... and you know, a question that a lot of uh, people of your age are asked, will you be going to college? Have you thought about that at all? Higher education? Does that interest you at all? It kind of interests me, but at the same time, I don't know. You know, I haven't decided all of that yet. Um, I don't exactly know yet. You know, I I don't really know what I would want to study in. I don't really know what, what I really want to do because I haven't really thought about it that much. Um, well, you're kind of doing it. <laughs> I yeah, it. I've been doing it. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I I always said that I would want to study in psychology and stuff like that as well, which would be really cool for me. Um, uh, but you know, there's I, there's a lot of possibilities, and you know, I I still have time, and you know, I I think that right now I'm just living out what I want to do as a kid. So I mean, like it's right now I'm just doing what I love. So, I mean, um, do you have like, you know, your, your career's gone so well, your career is going well. Um, looking ahead, what, what, what is it that you hope to accomplish? What's the ultimate goal as far as this career is concerned? I think the ultimate goal is, you know, just being able to tour all over the country. That's one thing that I really want to do. I want to tour all over the country. I want to be able to play all kinds of places and be able to pack out arenas one day. I want to be able to be a, you know, just a big artist. That's what I want. You know, I want to be able to leave an impact on this world that's meaningful and beautiful. You know, I want to be able to, after years after I'm gone, I want to be an influence to people. And I want it to be a good influence. So, yeah, that's what I want out of my career. Well, I guess we're going to start wrapping it up here in a a couple minutes. Uh, Okay. Well, what I was going to say, Billy, is wouldn't you love to have a daughter like this? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as a a parent, wouldn't you just love to have a child (laughs) like this? The one that makes their parents proud, right? Yes, I have two two great daughters, and I and I know Emmy's folks got to be so proud of her. Yeah, we're not trying to embarrass you, Emmy, but really, you you do the parents <laughs> proud. We can just we can just say that. I think. I definitely try. <laughs> Emmy, what's your yes. uh, your website? I don't want to guess that, so I'll just let you tell us how folks can find you. Absolutely. Um, it's theemmysunshine.com. It's T-H-E-E-M-I sunshine.com. And you can find, you know, just all of my info about future dates and stuff like that. Um, pretty much I have like a new signature uke as well. Um, it's cool. it's going to be going around pretty soon. I work with Kala ukuleles. I'm endorsed by them. And they recently made me this custom ukulele that I love. Wow. But they're also selling um, they're selling this ukulele that is, it looks like um, my custom. And it's so cute. I love it. And you guys should check my website for that. Cool. And, yeah, it's got a lot of cool stuff on it. 
That's awesome. Well, we're going to so kind of... Emmy Sunshine Ukulele. Is that what you're saying? There's an Emmy Sunshine um, Ukulele? Name Ukulele? Yes, there is an Emmy, Sun- Emmy Sunshine wow. Ukulele, and I, I'm I so it. proud of it. I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> we better let yeah. Emmy get on here. She's got to go. Uh, but I did just want to thank uh, Emmy. Thank you so much for joining us, and thanks, Lee, for uh, yep. joining us here on there. Maybe we won't be doing this... Uh, social distancing too much longer but anyway want folks to uh please like and subscribe and share our uh our episodes and on our favorite platforms and uh, we're going to go out of here with uh a little bit more of this song if that's cool Absolutely. judgment, judgment thank you. day <laughs> right thank you emmy thanks right. emmy thank you i appreciate it Get you take later. care Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Get these records flying off the shelf. But if we let you down, you can only blame yourself. Keep your feet on the ground and have a face that sells. Always smile, never frown. Be calm and yet show your wealth. I ain't trying to complain. It's just driving me insane. Like a train in the rain running off the rails of my brain. But those good ones around, they just few and far between. I keep my circle small, no fat, I keep it lean. They file for me like gunpowder and gasoline. It's me and my team and the American dream. So the moral of the story is sing for love, not glory. I thank God above here. He must adore me. Busy like a bee and my fans be swarming. But all labels should come with a warning. Thank you.